Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. It is National Championship Monday. Uh, We are here in Houston on Audio Avenue, and uh, we had a chance to talk to uh, Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer, for the big national championship game on Monday in Houston between Washington and Michigan. Uh, so, listen, depending on when you guys might be hearing this, the game might be happening, the game may have already happened, but well, wanted to play for you some sound as we were at the uh, press conference here in Houston. So, without any further ado... Here is Jim Harbaugh and Kalen DeBoer talking about the big national championship game on Monday. I want to start by saying thank you to the uh, CFP staff, their entire organization. Uh, it's been a phenomenal experience um, last week, this week, everything uh, conducive to getting a team ready to play in, in such, a, uh, such a huge game. Um, also want to congratulate University of Washington, Coach Kalen DeBoer, his staff, um, truly nothing but respect for the job that they have done, that coach has done, uh, truly remarkable coach, uh, you know, followed your career, uh, amazing job at, uh, at Fresno State, and what you've done at Washington in, in a short period of time is, is truly, truly amazing, and uh, um, we're honored to be here. We are... Um, we're going to have to play really good. We are going to have to play really good. And I uh, um, think our team is ready. Uh, still not, Hayes not in the barn. We're still, uh, it never is for us. Still polishing, still working, but uh, super excited. Super excited to watch our, our players go out there and compete tomorrow night. Thank you. Coach DeBoer? Yeah, uh, a lot of things that I'd echo as well. Um, just the, uh, the whole, uh, week and a half here, uh, everything leading up to the semifinal and uh, the championship here, thanks to the CFP and, and uh, just making this an awesome experience for our guys, uh, something they'll never forget, um, you know, making memories and, and all of that. And um, Coach Harbaugh, uh, I've, you know, broke down a lot of film of uh, Coach Harbaugh's teams over the years, not just at Michigan, but others as well. And just sharing with him, I can remember a lot of the, the big plays he's been a part of uh, at different places. But um, amazing football team that they've put together here over not just one year, but uh, many years and uh, building up to this point. So um, we, it's, it's going to be a, a great game, and uh, we know we need to be at our best. Um, proud of our, our players and our staff for the way that they've just uh, continued to grind here uh, going into 
the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been a quick turnaround going from the semifinal game and a couple couple flights back and forth to Seattle. And, but our guys have just kind of taken it all in stride and done a great job just uh, you know, being in the moment and uh, understanding the preparation is, uh, is critical to success on game day. So uh, we're looking forward to a, a great game. But congrats to Coach and uh, everything uh, that uh, Michigan and his staff has done. Thank you both. Let's get started with questions. Again, let us get you the microphone. Give us your name and affiliation. This is Nick Douglas with RealDog.com. Kalen DeBoer, could you talk a little bit about how what you've done off the field to ensure quality young men and, and your players, you know, in the age of NIL and portal and endless options for players to leave? What have you done to keep players around your program? Well, I think fortunately we had a lot of the players in, in our program already that, uh, you know, understood and, and were passionate about being great football players, but uh, they were they were guys that truly in their heart were 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 guys that wanted to make a difference, uh, you know, beyond the field as well. Um, just uh, a lot of credit to even some of the coaches that came before me that uh, brought in great men and uh, been fortunate along with our staff to be able to work on building better men. Uh, that's one of our slogans that we have in our program and, and just challenging them to be their best off on the field. But uh, really, you know, them understanding that at some point football is going to come to an end and uh, the, the moments that they're going through, the things that they're learning um, and the impact they're having in our community or, you know, on campus, um, you know, it says a lot about them and who they are. And uh, I'm very proud of them and everything that they've done uh, in all those areas. We're going to go over on our far left in the front row. I feel like I want an auction here with the paddle. <laughs> Brad Galley from WXYZ in Detroit. Questions for Jim. Hey, I understand that uh, your brother might be here on Monday night. I imagine your parents will be here along for the ride. Your kids are here with you. Jay's coaching in the game. When you step foot on the field for the national championship, in what ways will family be in your mind and play a factor in your, in your job? Uh, my two, two great loves... Uh, the family at, at work, you know, our, our players, our coaches, our staff, um, their families, their parents, their grandparents, their brothers, their sisters. Uh, and, and my other great love is uh, the family at home, uh, wife Sarah, seven, the seven kids, um, all are going to be here. Mom, dad, uh, blessed, and uh, brother, sister, uh, we got uh, brothers-in-law, uh, sister-in-law. I mean, the the whole family. This is uh, yeah, all all coming together in in the in the same spot. It means the world to me. Take our next question from the middle aisle, off on the right. Good morning, coaches. Congratulations, Doug Parrish with football organically. Understand that um, some things were done a little bit differently in terms of a different approach in terms of your players getting rest. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that for me? We'll start with you, Coach Harbaugh. Oh, um, yeah, we um, decided to fly right back after the game in, in Pasadena. Um, felt like it saved us some hours. Uh, get back to Ann Arbor, getting our get. Uh, rest in our own beds. Um, you know, there's a lot of the guys to, uh, to sleep in um, each day. Uh, and then Friday traveled here. Um, that, uh, that approach really is, is it was the same as uh, we try to duplicate 
uh, an in-season week uh, as far as the preparation, what we do on a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday. Um, and it had been about a month since we had done it that way. Um, but I think it was good. I think our guys, uh, you know, really, really handled uh, their business well. I mean, fueling right, getting their, getting their rest, getting their sleep, hydrating, um, putting in the game plan, and uh, practicing it. Uh, I think we're in a good place. I feel like uh, we had a really good practice yesterday. Guys are, uh, guys are in rhythm, ready to go, and one more day today to polish, and, and, um, and we'll sleep in tomorrow. See if we can't uh, cut the day a little bit in half and um, make it like a uh, make it into our uh, into our routine for for game day. But uh, that's probably more similar than uh, it was different. Coach DeBoer. Yeah, I think uh, with our Sugar Bowl being uh, such a late game <clears throat> and us, us actually gaining hours going back. Um, to Seattle, uh, we just we just stayed the night uh, there. Um, sent the coaching staff back early, uh, right after the game. Um, let them get to work uh, on uh, the plan, um, and then, much like Coach uh, Harbaugh said, uh, you know, I think, you know, I felt the same way. You know, Monday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, trying to make it as familiar as we have, have uh, you know, just like we've done uh, the entire season, the last two years, and so. Um, being in their own beds and being around our own facilities, uh, just the efficiency that it allowed us to have. Um, so we felt that was the best case scenario. And then getting down here, it's been good. I had a nice practice yesterday. Um, good to get in the facility there and uh, get a feel for that. Um, you know, brought some good juice to our guys and, um, you know, had a nice clean practice. And uh, again, got to do, uh, c continue to build and, uh, you know, have a great day today uh, leading up to tomorrow. We're going to take our next question over here on our far right. Uh, Kirk Bowles from the Austin American Statesman. Uh, Jim, I have a scheduling question. Uh, Texas reached the CFP for the first time by winning the Big 12 and, of course, beating Alabama. Uh, Texas plays Michigan uh, next year in week two. Uh, in the 12-team format that we're going to have, uh, do you think we'll see more or fewer great non-conference games like that? And do you specifically look forward to coaching in that game? <clears throat> Well, um, really just not thinking past, uh, past this game. Um, I uh, don't really have any thoughts about what will be different about the, the 12 conference, 12 team playoff next year. Um, just really happy uh, where we're at. And, um, you know, our mindset is, is it really, it's a one-track mind, uh, win the next game. That's, that's been our goal the entire season. And, and we are really locked in, you know, on that particular particular mindset. We're going to come next right here to the middle, off to the right. Um, Coach Harbaugh, Brianna McNary with Off the Fields. First off, congratulations. Thank you. Um, uh, I just want to ask, if you decide to take a head coaching position with um, the Panthers, Patriots, or the Chargers, whoever it may be, what would be your farewell message to this team? This is a special group of young men who you've helped, you've helped groom these young boys into young men, and now they have this chance to possibly win you your first national championship. What would be your message to this group of special young men? My message to our guys is going to be play as hard as you can, as fast as you can, as long as you can, and don't worry. And, and just go have at it. Um, 
you know, it's been a group of guys that you know, I've had to pull them back at times, have never had to talk them into to anything. And I just can't wait. I just can't wait to watch them compete, watch them um, have at it. Um, you know, that's, that's going to be my, my overwhelming feeling is, uh, man, let's just go let it rip. And, it, and we're going to have to play well. This is a tremendous, tremendous team that we're playing just thorough uh, in every way. Can I talk a little bit about the, the Washington team for a sec? Um, and I, I know we're, you know, people are trying to talk about this is a, a matchup, you know, uh, their quarterback versus our, our secondary. It's, uh, that's, that's just one. It's, it's um, a thorough team. They are really good in the offensive line. Um, defense that is physical and tough. Uh, secondary that's active, productive. Uh, the takeaways that they've generated, and a lot of them come from the linebackers uh, as well. Really good running game. Um, quarterback that, has, that is special, you know, has, has the it factor in every way. Um, two teams, I, in a lot of ways, are mirror images in that, in that regard, in my opinion. I mean, I think of ourselves as a, as a thorough football team as well. But, um, you know, congratulations to Coach DeBoer, uh, coaching staff at Washington, and the, and the players that they have. You can tell they're connected, um, and they, they play hard. They're tough. Um, it's, a, it's one heck of a good football team. And, uh, yeah, excited to be in this position. Really feel like these are the two best teams. Uh, they're the last two standing um, and anticipate one heck of a football game. We're going to come right down here to the second row over to our right in the middle. Uh, Coach Harbaugh, Zach Tawatari, KHU 11, CBS Houston. Uh, Nico Collins has had a breakout season. I was just curious if, I know you're busy, but if you got to see any of the game last night, if you uh, had been able to reach out to him at all um, and what you think about the job he's done for the Texans this year. It was fun to watch. Um, I think he had nine targets, uh, nine receptions, a uh, ton of yards, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, it was just great. I mean, just go back and think about the, you know, the time when he was in high school, uh, visiting him at school. I mean, the reporting as a freshman, how hard he worked to put himself in that position. Um, you know, just warms the cockles of the heart. And then, uh, then to see him standing at the podium after the game in the letter jacket, I mean, that was, that was really cool. So uh, it's great. Keep, uh, keep doing you, Nico. It's working. Next question will come right one row in front. Good morning, coaches. Congratulations. Nate Griffin, Fox 26 Morning Sports here in Houston. Just curious, and I don't know if you've had a chance to really experience the, the food here in Houston or what have you, but it's a foodie town, and I'm just curious about you guys, how it's been here. How have you enjoyed Houston? Once again, congratulations to you both, and that's to both of you. Let's start with Coach DeBoer. Yeah, uh, we haven't had a bunch of a chance to do uh, much of anything. You know, we got in. Uh, I'm, I'm on the game week calendar, so I'm trying to remember what day of the week it is. It's, uh, I think we got in on Friday night. <laughs> so Friday night and, uh, you know, um, Really, I mean, we just uh, got to the hotel uh, late that evening and um, had a few activities there. Uh, got welcomed by the 
you know, by our, our group with Adidas there. It was great. And uh, then yesterday we were just in full, you know, preparation, meetings, practice, um, a little activity last night. And uh, so we haven't had a chance to, to do too much as far as getting out into uh, Houston and all of that. But uh, um, we got some players, you know, that uh, certainly from, from the area, coaches that, uh, you know, have recruited in the area and uh, all share their experiences and uh, the highlights. Uh, so we've been uh, kind of taking it in that way, I guess. Coach Harbaugh? Yeah, just A++. It's been, it's been, been great. You know, like Coach, I haven't had a chance to eat outside of uh, – the hotel, but um, and I, I wish I could come. I wish I knew every every name of every every person from the CFP and and uh, some of the guys at the hotel, Chris and a few others. I, I wish I knew everybody's name and could thank them personally. Uh, you know, they've been they've been outstanding. Um, the, um, we had some we had, and I wish I knew the place that that brought them in. But there were some of the best tacos I've ever had. Uh, Last night, kids and I were uh, were loving it. It's been uh, it's been great, conducive for winning. Everybody's just been uh, really, really great and personable. Um, you know, I, I think it, our our team would say the same thing. But a plus plus. We're going to flip to the middle aisle over on our left. Hi, Jim. Jack Doles from Wit TV in Grand Rapids. Um, you run a program that's steeped in tradition. What would it mean? To win this championship, what would it mean for your legacy, and how important is it to leave a legacy? It would mean so much. I mean, it would uh, for our players, you know, for them to know what it's like to be champions. You know, just be simply referred to as as national champions, uh, and and for their parents, for their parents to have their son be a champion, a national champion, for their grandparents to have a grandson for their brothers and sisters to have a brother um, who's a grandson. What it would mean to me, you know, for, for my kids to know their dad is a, is a national champion. And for my parents and for my brother and my sister, um, that's, that's, the over, that's the overwhelming thing, just that, that so many people uh, uh, would, in, would be able to enjoy that, be a part of that. For my wife, you know, for her husband to be a, to be a national champion for me, um, you know, not so much as, but for everybody else, yeah, that's uh, that would be huge. Again, right off to our left, middle aisle. Coach over here, both of you guys. Uh, so, in a game where the passing game has become so important, um, you guys have two good running backs, you know, between Dylan and Blake. So. You know, what role do you see for the, those two in this game, and, and what do they mean to your program? Obviously, two tough, very tough kids. Start with Coach DeBoer. Yeah, um, you know, we know what, uh, what Michigan's done with their running game and uh, their offensive line and just uh, how it controls the tempo of the game, um, the physicality. Uh, I've always felt that, you know, if your offensive line has is, is, uh, is is got that physical presence to them, um, your whole team probably has that physical presence as well because uh, that's what they're going against each and every day in practice. And so um, the running game uh, is critical, uh, not just to what Michigan's trying to do, but what we are as well um, to be able to, you know, offset, uh, you know, anything that, uh, you know, as far as the, them attacking Michael and just keeping, keeping away from being in a one-dimensional kind of type of – type of uh, spot where it's obvious pass downs all the time and 
you know, the run game helps keep you ahead of the chains. And Dylan Johnson for us is, is that guy, um, just like Blake is for, for them. And, um, you know, I think uh, the other piece with Dylan, he's just, uh, you know, such a team guy. And uh, the reason I say that is uh, it's not just about what he does, and he's racked up some big games rushing the football, but he's also uh, going to be in there and, and be steady with uh, his pass protection and um, just a heady kid all around, and will do whatever it takes to help us win. Coach Harbaugh? Yeah, every phase is going to be important. Um, I just made the comment last week that I really felt like it, uh, you know, if ever a game was going to be won, it was going to be won up front last week. Uh, you know, this week it's, it's, it's that. That'll be huge, um, you know, the, all phases. All right, that was Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh, Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer uh, previewing the big college football playoff national championship game. It is the last college football playoff or team playoff championship game before we um, head into the 12 team playoff next season. It could also be the last college football game, at least at Michigan for head coach Jim Harbaugh, as he is being pursued by a couple of national football league teams. And we'll talk about that uh, when we come back. So let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, the Raiders. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 from the California, the bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Um, just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment or want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, the Raiders get a big, much-needed sort of going into the offseason, feeling good about themselves, victory over the Denver Broncos. It does mean Antonio Pierce finishes his time as the um, interim head coach at 5-4. and four. Again, a winning record. And it has been such a you know, impressive run in terms of finishing out uh, this uh, season, winning three of his last four games that a lot of players and a lot of people around the team are saying, hey, listen, you don't need to do a, a big search for the next, next head coach. You got your next head coach right here, uh, to which I would respond and say that that may be the case. And I really do like a- Antonio Pierce a lot. Uh, but this is a very crucial hire for the team. And if you want to go with Pierce, that's fine. Uh, you are talking about a man who had never been a head coach collegiately or in pro football prior to this uh, time. Uh, the last head coaching experience he had, he was head coach of Long Beach Poly High School in 2014 to 2017. He was the linebackers coach uh, for 
the Raiders. Uh, this was his first um, coaching experience in the National Football League. Again, that, that, that just started in 2022. Um, again, no head coaching experience in the National Football League, no coordinator experience in the National Football League. He had, he had been at, um, Arizona State, uh, the linebackers coach, recruiting coordinator, defensive coordinator. So, I mean, he has, he knows what he's doing. And, and I, I do think it would be a, a good move if they brought him back. But again, when you're talking about an off season where you could potentially go after Jim Harbaugh, you could potentially go after Bill Belichick. You could potentially go after like really big name uh, coaches that are not normally available. I would just take a breath and appreciate again what the players are saying. But but this this should not be a knee jerk move. This should not be a knee jerk hire. So with that said. I uh, do want to play for you some post-game sound here. Following the Raiders' victory over the Denver Broncos uh, from Raiders quarterback Gaden O'Connell and the man himself, the most talked-about man in Las Vegas right now, and that's saying something, um, Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce. Aiden, terrific performance from you today. You know, you were... You did exactly what they asked you to do, your QB ratings to the roof. Just talk about, take us through the process, the preparation this week, and coming back from the injury. Yeah, I think, um, first and foremost, I, I just want to thank my teammates, coaches, for believing me this season, um, giving me this opportunity, obviously, from AP and Champ. Um, you know, today was, obviously, it's hard. You, you want to be in the playoffs and you want to play more football. But I thought we came out and, um, you know, brought intensity from the first quarter and um, defense helped, helped us out. Off, guys on offense made plays. So it, it was a fun game. It was fun to be a part of. Um, but, yeah, just super proud of our guys for finishing strong. What, what do you think about moving forward? I mean, they gave you the ball when, when AP took over. You were the guy for him. Talk about him and then now moving forward for yourself. What are your thoughts like standing here right now? Yeah, obviously it's been a, a whirlwind last few weeks. Um, rookie season is hard; it's long, um, and obviously the for everything that happened was a little crazy. But um, like I said, just super appreciative of the opportunity to play. Um, it's not an opportunity that a lot of guys get, and so tried to make the most of it. But um, felt the support from AP and the rest of you know my teammates uh, throughout. And you know we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. It's outside of my control. Um, but you know again, just just more so reflecting on the season. Just proud of our guys. Aiden, uh, you just uh, mentioned that we'll see about the future. Can you uh, take us through your mind in terms of the approach to this particular game to give one final lasting impression uh, to the season? And what was your approach just to, you know, make a name for yourself one final time before the draft pick? Because obviously the draft, there's a lot of speculation on who might be drafted and it could be quarterback. Yeah, obviously that's all outside of my control. And so um, when you know like a game like this, you know that it's, it's the last time as a team. I think um, it's it's not hard to get up for a game like that and be ready for a game because you want to end on a good note. You want to make a statement to finish the season. And so, um, like I said before, just I thought our guys did that. I thought we had a good week of practice. Um, and I think, you know, truly this week we, we enjoyed being around each other and that was, that was really fun to be a part of. Aiden, I know a lot of people, a lot of the players have been vocal in their support of Antonio. I'm just wondering about Champ Kelly. He helped uh, in the process of drafting you. Have the players at all talked about retaining him as well, along with AP? 
yeah, obviously Champ is a little more behind the scenes, but I think it's it's the same thing. I think guys love Champ. Um, Champ is an awesome guy. He's super easy to talk to. I connected with him really um, since I first got here, and you know he's even sent me encouraging messages throughout the season. Um, and so Champ's been huge for my development. Um, someone I really look up to, whose faith is really strong. And so um, yeah, him him and his family are awesome. And so I think yeah, likewise with AP is the same with Champ. Aiden. Antonio was very emotional after the game, and rightfully so. I'm just take us inside the locker room, those moments with him and the team and the celebratory atmosphere. You guys won this for him. Yeah, I think, you know, AP shows his emotions. I think he, he's not, a, you know, he's not going to hide what he's feeling. And so we appreciate that from him. He's honest. He's open. Um, he's, he's vulnerable with us. And so um, you can get behind somebody like that. And so for him, you know, he's been through so much, you know, is for him to take this role and to, um, lead us the way he has has been awesome and you know we've been in basically every game that he's coached and so um, again just can't thank him enough for what he's done for me and for our team Anything else? Thank you. thanks guys appreciate it where's my guy AP over here to the to left. There you go. <laughs> AP, since taking over as interim, you <clears throat> preach toughness, physicality, and violence. How proud are you of, or how, excuse me, how happy were you with that display today in your final showing as interim? Yeah, that's what we talked about. I've been preaching since day one. Uh, really bought into it the last week of the season when, you know, people are making business decisions. If they want to play football for 60 minutes, I think our guys took pride on it, uh, pride into it. Really proud of our guys that last drive offensively, what they were able to do. Um, and then defensively to finish the game. And, we, you know, to be honest, I get the pretty stuff and throwing the ball around. But at the end of the day, football is meant to be physical and violent and hitting one another. And, and that's what we want to be. And we, we've kind of talked about it since you've taken over, right? You've had the unwavering support of the locker room, the fan base. They're, they're, they're sending down AP chance while the game is still going on. You guys have a special moment at the end of the game. Um, considering this is your childhood fan base, I'm just kind of wondering how has it felt to have that unwavering support from the fan base? Good. I got some time now to reflect on that. <laughs> now the season's over with. We'll handle, <clears throat> we'll handle our exit uh, physicals and interviews here over the next couple of days. And obviously I got some other stuff to handle. And then um. Have a chance to reflect over these last, you know, nine to ten weeks, which has been uh, very humbling and honored for me. Uh, AP, um, <clears throat> obviously you've been able to emotionally motivate your players in a way that hasn't been done uh, recently with the franchise. I'm wondering, um, how would you assess the, the X and O's strategy standpoint in terms of making your case to Mark Davis as a permanent <clears throat> coach? Well, I think it's been on full display. I think our style of play both offensively and defensively has changed. Um, I think we rushed for over 100 yards again. I don't know how many times that's been over the last nine, but I know it's been quite a few. Uh, you see the shots. I mean, we'll get into all the X and O stuff. I get it. Player, coach, rah, rah guy, but um, I didn't get to where I'm at by not knowing football. AP, you're only the third team since 2000 to have <clears throat> two games with zero penalties, the 0-1 Jets and 13 Patriots. I'm just curious. You came in preaching discipline, and these guys bought into what you were selling. Can you talk about your pride in yet another <clears throat> performance with zero penalties? Yeah, I'm hoping, and uh, we'll get the final stats here in a second, that uh, we finished number one as far as the least penalized team in the National Football League. And I'm sure that's a rate of record. 
<clears throat> Tim Woods, sports fan, Rob, congratulations <clears throat> on the W, the end of season. Uh, you had a lot of support out there from the fans. And um, just wanted to know, just like Curious George, uh, what did Mark Davis say to you before the game? We saw you guys have a brief moment. And uh, just curious if you can say anything about what he said to you. Just win, baby. <laughs> that was it. Okay. There's been so much speculation about your future here and whether or not you'll be the permanent head coach. I'm just curious about Champ Kelly, your thoughts about him <clears throat> staying, also having his interim tag taken off, and what is your relationship with him, and how has it grown in the nine weeks that you've been the head coach? Yeah, obviously, we've gotten a lot closer over the last nine to ten weeks talking, <clears throat> putting our thoughts together. Uh, trying to get the best roster and the best product we can on the field. Um, my thoughts on Champ, I think he's done a hell of a job. Obviously, he's, you know, he's well-respected throughout the league. He's done it. He's been there. He's been on, you know, in winning organizations. And you just got to look at what we've done over the last nine, ten weeks, and I'll let everybody else kind of judge that. But, you know, Champ is a good man, a good person. Uh, obviously, you can see our players and our staff respects him. What they've done from a personal standpoint as well. I mean, look at our rookies that's really shown up. He's a part of that process as well. So, um, I think he's put himself in a good position. AP, you guys, you know, the last nine weeks have built a foundation that's helped turn around this season. But if you are retained, how do you feel like you can maybe build on that moving forward to, you know, maybe make the playoffs and continue to improve and, and push the franchise forward? Yeah, I mean, you just keep growing. I mean, you talk about culture, you talk about foundation, you talk about your DNA, you talk about what you wanted to look like, you know, your structure, your coaches, your players, you know, having your identity. To me, <clears throat> our players and our coaches will be a reflection of me. Um, and now go forward as we, we move into this bad boy. Um, but there's a lot of things that I can still grow from. Uh, this was a great experience, a great kickstart. I think um, we do have a solid foundation that we've built so far, but there's more to go. And, you know, no excuse, but it is difficult to do in the middle of the season and to get guys to buy in and really believe that that's how you're going to win and that's the way to win. Uh, when you have time to, you know, presentations, put that in OTAs, mini camps, training camp, get that bonding, that, that, that chemistry together, um, I think it would be a pretty thing to watch. AP, another excellent performance <clears throat> by Aiden protecting the football, no interceptions, not even the same quarterback from when you started and he took over. I'm just curious about his maturation and the pride you feel and how he hasn't cost you. Yeah, I thought tonight was really telling. Um, he battled some injuries. You saw him leave, go in the locker room. <clears throat> I looked at him, wasn't quite sure if he was going to battle through it, but and I've said it before, he's a mentally tough individual. Very mature. Um, he's growing in, in front of our eyes. Full display. Uh, what, 10 starts this year, great opportunity for him to be evaluated going forward. Um, and I think more and more he's earned the trust of his peers and his coaches. The kid has drove us 99 yards down the field and made some hell of a plays throwing the football. That was impressive. And he didn't waver. You talk about situational football, clocking it. I mean, very calm, very poised. I think everything that we've worked on in practice was on full display tonight, and I'm very proud of him. Yeah, how much uh, fun have you had the last two months? Man, it's been fun. Like I told the guys, I'm a little hoarse. <clears throat> I, hit the, I hit the scar in there, you know. It got me a little choked up. But um, it, I was having fun as a linebacker coach. That was cool, right? 
but it's really cool being the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. It's really cool being in front of a room of men uh, who buy in and believe what you're, what you're telling them, what you're saying, how to do things, how to do things maybe differently than everybody expects you to do it, maybe not the norm. Um, but I love football, man. I said it before, it was my first love. Um, football never cheated on me. They don't talk back to me. It's always there. And um, that's something I appreciate about it because when you can walk away from it, it always tugs you right back. And to be with the organization and the men and the staff and the people that I work with every day and, and watch them now smile and have that kind of um, enthusiasm about going to work every day. And just like you know, we talked about in, in the pressers, you guys are smiling. Hell, you guys are cracking jokes with me now. You guys, are, you, you guys look like you're having fun too. That's good. I mean, don't take life so serious, man. It's okay. It's going to be tomorrow. We'll do two more. We'll go Case and then Alan. Uh, hey, AP, I know you said you'll have time to reflect on what this whole thing meant to you, but, you know, at the end there when you had that moment and the crowd was chanting AP, it seemed like you were playing to him a little bit. It seemed like uh, you really enjoyed that. What, what's going through your mind? What, what did that moment mean to you? Well, if you kind of watch um, me every game after the game, uh, me and Bob, we get our track shoes on and we sprint to the head coach and we sprint out because I want to dap up all our players. But um, I thought I needed to take a minute in a moment to uh, address the fans. I think they've been very supportive uh, since I've taken over as interim head coach. They were loud each and every home game. It wasn't a 60-40 home game. It was a Raider crowd in there today. It was a group that was loud on third downs, that was getting after it, and just show them appreciation. At the end of the day, when I was a, I was a player, I, I loved to hear that noise from the crowd. And to walk out and see the black hole and those guys just getting after it, I, I just wanted to love them up. Because listen, what if I'm not here? Next year, I don't want to let that go. Let that go by. Uh, AP, just um, <clears throat> you had mentioned uh, Aiden's growth uh, since his start with you. Can you just self-assess your own growth uh, from day one to today? Yeah, um, patience, a little bit more poise, um, getting ahead of the game. Um, it is different when you're the head coach, you know, than just being a linebacker coach, a defensive guy. You, Got to figure out where your special teams coordinator, where your special teams guys at, where your kickers, where your O-line at, everything. Clock management, obviously, situational football, end of half, end of game, um, timeout usage, red flag, challenging stuff. I mean, it, it's, it's been a learning experience. Uh, I don't know and how anybody goes into this saying that they're ready for it. You need live reps. You know, you can mimic everything in practice, but there's nothing like the live reps and going through those situations. You can prep them. You can watch them. But when that clock's ticking, it goes a little bit faster. Uh, but for me, I think the process of uh, working with our staff, our analytical people, and getting better each and every game has been my goal, and that will continue to be my goal as I'm in the seat. One more, Paul. Antonio, beyond coming off the field and the, hearing the crowd chanting your initials, AP, 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 as you're coming off the field, you walk in that locker room, you see Jim Plunkett, you see Charles Woodson, Richard Seymour, uh, Ted Hendricks, Jim Otto, Mike Haynes, they're all in there advocating on your behalf. What does that feel like to know that you got those types of people um, kind of campaigning for you, so to speak, to keep the job? Yeah, one thing about, you know, Mr. Davis, and it started with Al Davis, obviously, is our alumni and the players and having them around. And you've seen it since I've been here. How many games they've been here? Two, three, I mean... Loads of them, buses of them at our games and on our sideline. And I felt, and we talked about it, that once we won this game, once we won this game, that we wanted them to celebrate with us. Uh, Charles Woodson was at our uh, practice a few weeks ago, and he talked about, man, how cool it was watching our guys smoke a cigar and be in that locker room and having that moment. 
He said, man, I want to be a part of that. And when he said that, it registered, registered to me and Max and some other guys. And he said, listen, we want to make sure that they are part of this as well because when AP's gone, they'll be here. When Max is gone, he'll be a part of that group as well. And there's nothing like doing that with past legends. Obviously, gold jackets, Hall of Famers, the best of the best, rings, winners. They know what it's like. And for them to intermingle with our guys post-game, I mean, you can't take that for granted, man. That's 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 special, and that's what this organization is about. All right, that was Raiders quarterback Aiden O'Connell, Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce. And now the big question is, will the Raiders give the full-time head coaching job to Antonio Pierce? It does seem like it's trending in that direction. I mean, the only thing that I would caution the Raiders with, and maybe this, you know, I don't know if this is the best example, but, you know, when USC went 5-4 and four with Clay Helton in uh, 2015, uh, he, he he just was praised by the players, was praised by so many people to, you know, thank you for helping right the ship. You took over a very tough situation. You were five and four. You had a winning record. Um, and listen, I mean, the reason that I don't know if it's the best example, because, you know, for the, for the two years following, um, Clay Helton being the head coach of the team. I mean, they, they played really, really well. Again, a lot of that obviously had to do with Sam Darnold, where they go 10 and three, win the Rose Bowl, following season 11 and three, losing the Cotton Bowl. But then it just, it was a, a, an absolute train wreck after that. You know, we, they go five and seven, eight and five. Um, so, um, you just have to be careful. Again, Clay Helton would never have been the head coach of USC in a normal situation. If, if this was a normal situation that they would have hired someone who had been a head coach somewhere else who had proven himself, um, but by, by succeeding, um, and, but they, but they went with a career coordinator, a guy who was, you know, a very distinguished offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, wide receivers coach. Um, why? Because the players liked him. And, and, and by the way, that's not a small thing. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, if Antonio Pierce has the trust of the players on this team, if Devontae Adams, is, if Josh Jacobs, if, if, if the players buy into what he's doing and he can get this team to uh, play to the best of their ability, then I, then I, then I, do, I don't doubt that he will be the head coach. But again, do your due diligence. I, that's the only thing that I'm going to say. They were not nine and zero. They were not six and three. They were five and four. They were okay. But before you make him the uh, next head coach of your team, uh, you know, make sure that there's not somebody else out there, whether it's Jim Harbaugh, Bill Belichick, or someone like that, uh, that you think would be a bit better fit for this team. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him, blind to a broken man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep him guessing. Bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now, in a city where time disappears. 
we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.